Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The ABCs of the gospel have become a real staple of the Mideast prophecy updates. Why? Because Pastor J.D. truly believes what he's teaching. He believes that the return of Christ is right around the corner. We need to follow his lead and begin sharing the gospel like never before. Why? Because we want to see as many people as possible join us in the rapture. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 6th, 2019. This is what it's going to look like right before I come back. I tell you, Jesus said, John 14, 29, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens, you will believe that I am the I am. In other words, I'm going to tell you in my word what's going to happen yet future. And here's why I'm going to do that. So when, not if, you start looking around and you say, whoa, wait a minute. He said this was going to happen. He said that Russia, Iran, Turkey, et al. would all be aligned together in, of all places, Syria. And that they would invade Israel, who will be very prosperous at the time that they do. He told us before (laughs) that this would happen, and now it's happening? You've got my attention? Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. It's incumbent upon every single one of us to interpret the signs, understand the times, and more importantly, know what we're to do. In Matthew's Gospel, the 16th chapter, we have an interesting confrontation that took place with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They had come to kind of trap Jesus and test him and ask him a question, as they would often do. (laughs) What they didn't know, what they should have known is, this is God incarnate and he is reading their mind. (laughs) He knows what they're going to ask him before they even ask him. So this time they ask him, show us a sign from heaven. Ah, we got him now. This is his answer. When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, 
for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky? But you cannot interpret the signs of the times. He was right there standing before them in His first coming. And now we're on the cusp of the rapture of the church and then the second coming. There's an interesting reference in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, concerning the sons of Issachar. They not only interpreted the signs, but they also understood the times that they were living in, and more notable, they also knew, were told, what Israel ought to do. They knew, based on the understanding of the times they were living in, the interpreting of the signs at the time, they knew what Israel ought to do. Is that not the question for us today? Do we really understand the times? And if we do, and we know how to interpret the signs, do we know what we ought to do? The Apostle Paul, writing to the Romans, gives us the answer as to what it is that we ought to do. He says this, Romans 13 verse 11, do this. This is what you ought to do. Understanding the present time, do this. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Why? Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So here's what we need to do. Put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. By the way, he's talking to the church. This is to the church in Rome. Instead, don't do that. Instead, do this. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. You know, when we started doing these prophecy updates 13 years ago now, started in 2006, and here we are, and it's 2019. It was to sound the alarm to wake up a sleeping church. I remember it as if it was only yesterday when the Lord had really impressed upon my heart, very heavily upon my heart, that we were entering into a time in human history that was the likes of which we had never seen before, nor would we ever see again. That truly we were entering into the last moments of world history as we know it. And that now was the time to begin 
to teach and talk about Bible prophecy because his return was drawing near. Now, 13 years later, it's also to shine the light in a world getting darker by the day. I have to confess that if you were to ask me back in 2006, even 2007, if I would have believed that we would see what we're seeing in the year 2019, I would have probably argued with you in disbelief that, I mean, think about this. This is before Obama was president, just to put it in perspective. That would come two two years later in 2008. And it's, uh, who would have ever imagined that we would have Donald Trump as the President of the United States in 2016, and that he would be so pro-Israel and so pro-Christian, and do what no one would ever dare do and declare Jerusalem the capital of Israel and even relocate the U.S. embassy there. Kind of interesting, I hope you don't mind, Guy. He uh, gave me something this morning, and uh, actually I uh, first saw this when I was in Minnesota with Jan Markell, but it's a coin. It's a minted coin. It has a picture of, or a rendition of, King Cyrus and Donald Trump on it. And on the other side, it has a, a etching of the third temple in Jerusalem. You know, they see him as a Cyrus for Israel. Do you realize how huge that is? If you were to tell me in 2007 that I'd be doing a prophecy update in January of 2019 showing you a coin with... <laughs> I think you get the point. I would have, you'll forgive me, I would have laughed at you. Wow. What are you drinking? (laughs) But look where we are. Just in the last five years. I was thinking about this this last week. And it's a question I've posed and even asked of myself from time to time. Just bear with me, I'm almost done and we'll... The question is this, if you knew that Jesus Christ was going to return in the rapture of the church this week, let's say, just for purpose of discussion, what would you do, keyword do, differently? Maybe better ask, who would you call? What affairs would you get in order? I think you understand the rhetorical nature of that question. Because the Lord's return is that near. I want my affairs in order, as it were. I want to tie up all loose ends, if you prefer. This world's not my home. We're just passing through, right? I think we do err greatly when 
we dig our roots down too deep in the temporal soil of this world. Because when that happens, what we end up doing is we end up loving those things in this world. I would suggest that it explains, not excuses, but explains in part why it is that some Christians aren't excited about the Lord's return. Their roots are too deep in the soil of this earth. They're living for this world, the things of this world. Loving this world, the things of this world. The Lord ministered to me about how if things weren't so difficult here, and they are difficult, and I don't mean to, you know, uh, make a personal reference, but if you're anything like me, and I believe that you are, life's getting hard, isn't it? I mean, just the trials of life, I mean, just the difficulties, the trials, the suffering of this life. So the Lord ministered to me that if it was really good down here, I wouldn't want to go up there. Right? It's because things are so hard down here, it makes me long for His return. The Lord cannot come back soon enough. And that's the good news, isn't it? Is that not the gospel, the blessed hope that we hang on to for dear life? The good news of salvation in Jesus Christ? The good news that Jesus came and was crucified and died paying in full for all of our sins, was buried and rose again on the third day. And that's not all of it, as Paul Harvey would say. Again, you young people have no idea who Paul Harvey is, but here's the rest of the story. He's coming back one day. That's what Paul would write to the third church in Thessalonica. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the blessed hope. That's the only hope. This is why we're going to continue, as I shared last week and recommitted to you. Oh, by the way, okay, this this will be another last thing. But so you guys, can I see anybody here at second service last Sunday? This is first service. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, you were there. You live to tell about it. Okay, get this. For those of you who weren't, and for our online church, because we upload first service. I got to tell you what happened last week. This is so cool, sort of. So the teaching in Philippians was on complaining. So second service, I had just started teaching about complaining, and I was you know, going off on how, you know, we complain about everything and everyone. All we do is complain. And then, boom, the electricity went out. (laughs) And it's complete darkness in here other than the emergency lights. (laughs) And it was like the Lord saying, okay, what's the pastor going to do now? 
I have to confess that I initially was so tempted to complain about Hawaiian Electric. If you work for Hawaiian Electric and you're here today, we love you. God's a forgiving God. And <laughs> but I caught myself and I thought, okay. I uh, got off the stage, no reason to be up here. I have no notes. How's the pastor going to teach without PowerPoint? It's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I got down on the floor. My wife brings up her phone with the flashlight on. you got to love wives. <laughs> and uh, I just um, finished the teaching, did the prophecy update, didn't have the references, talked about what we're going to look for and expect in 2019. Now why do I share that? Because it happened so suddenly. It happened so suddenly. That's how the rapture can happen. Oh, I would have much rather, believe you me, I'm not complaining. I would have much rather been in the middle of a teaching. How about that? In the middle of a prophecy update, and poof, that trumpet sounds, and we're out of here. Oh, Lord, would you do that? would be so cool if you did that. It would have to be a Sunday. We'd have to know the day. <laughs> it's also why... We present the childlike, simple ABCs of salvation at the end of our prophecy updates every week. By the way, I need to mention this, just again, bear with me. And uh, last week I shared about an online member by the name of Pia, who has a really unique ministry in Switzerland in the red light district. And she had shared about how she uses the ABCs of salvation. So I shared this Facebook post that she tagged me in, and we had so many requests for the ABCs of Salvation card. So what I want to do is uh, direct you to our website, calvarychapelconeohe.com. You can download a PDF of that ABCs of Salvation card, and you can print it two sides if you want. And uh, you can have you can even have a, a printing company do it on some nice you know stock. Uh, but it is available there on our website. Also, we've had many requests for the ABCs of Salvation to be translated into other languages. Uh, we have this sister in Christ that came to Christ in Japan, Fuyuko, and she has translated it into Japanese. I'm working with my cousin. We're, we're working on a translation into Arabic for those in the Middle East, and uh, this is where you come in. I, again, just stay with me. If you know another language or know somebody that can... By the way, that's an interesting way to get a non-believer who is fluent in their native tongue. Say, hey, would you be willing uh, to translate this into this language? And here they're going to be translating the ABCs of salvation, and who knows what the Lord might want to do. So here's what we're going to ask you to do. If you are able to translate the ABCs of salvation into another language, would you share that with us so that we can make it available? Also, along with what we have downloadable in a PDF file on our website, 
I share this because uh, Mike, who's uh, part of our AV team, sent me this email, and I just want to share it with you before we do the ABCs. He says, I was asked to share a tribute at my friend's funeral last week on the mainland. He was a Christian from Thailand. The tribute was translated in the Thai language. At the end of my tribute, I shared the ABCs of salvation, which was included in the program, and it was translated into the Thai language for those attending. How cool is that? Here's the ABCs of salvation in English. (laughs) The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, this is the good news, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. Very simple. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C is for call upon the name of the Lord or as Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then lastly, Romans ten thirteen. This is what I did. 37 years ago this month. It needed to be simple for me. As a drug addicted, alcohol drinking, tobacco addicted 19 year old, it had to be simple. It had to be ABC simple. I'll never forget on that cold January night, I called upon the name of the Lord, and I was saved. Like that. Woke up the next morning, I was a new creation in Jesus Christ. Old things had passed away, all things had become new, and I never looked back. Because I was included in this one word in Romans 10, 13. You know what that word is? Wait for it. Here it is. All. I'm all. I'm so glad it didn't say some, or most, or those, or them. <laughs> it said all, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.